Jen the Builder and Corey and we 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 are so <laughs> excited about being on this elevator with you. We have missed this podcast. Yes. This once a week is kind of killing me softly. It's weird, but good at the same time. Guys, we need to hear from you some way, somehow. We gotta get a you gotta get a message to us to let us know if this one SOS. time SOS. Uh, podcast is working for you because we don't want to stray away from something that was working and then we broke it or uh-huh. we changed it and it works very well and we're concerned about if we need to do something different so right. please send us a message right please actually someone did send me a message okay one person said i i enjoy it nonetheless However, she's taken us on her ride to work, mm-hmm. which is a shorter ride. So now that it's longer, she misses half the show. And so when she has to get back on it, she's kind of like, okay, where were we at? Right, you right. Kind of like I do uh, TV when I'm going to bed at night. I'm just watching it and I'm like, okay, so where did I leave off right. last time? Because I usually fall asleep mm-hmm. 15 minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and you know I know long stuff. If you're not really paying attention, that's a long time, and you can easily lose focus. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got a podcast that I listen to nine to ten minutes in the morning, quick, straight to the point. It feeds me, it motivates me, and then the longer ones I listen to are later on right. throughout my day. Yeah, as I have time. So, anyways, let us know. Um, I know we can't keep changing things and things like that. We don't want to confuse the masses. But we do want to add value and it be meaningful for you. That's so important. And again, this is about you all connecting with each other and with us and us connecting with you. So if we're not connecting, we're doing something wrong and we want to do what's right for our yeah. friends. And what what I'm my ask is, and we don't really push this, and so I'm not really pushing it either. I'm asking if you find value in this podcast if it brings a smile to your face if it gives you food for thought um please share it with people like i'd love to add to our community that would be awesome so yeah appreciate the share in advance indeed all right so we are in this book three thousand things about yes three thousand questions three thousand preguntas Here we go. Um, It's 1809. Have you ever had a pen pal? And if so, where did they live? Ooh, can I answer first? Absolutely. Because this week, this past week, the theme for friendship has been strong. And my first pen pals were my friends in high school. Okay. My two closest friends, one from school one from church. And back in the day, you guys, believe this or not, for our younger people that are listening to this, every call, unless you were literally in the same neighborhood, costed money. So I moved, and those calls would have costed a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. So we were nowhere in that toll-free, you know, um, 
If you lived in the next city over, it costs. Yeah. So, you, mean, even if you're in the same area code, right. which I thought was really tricky and deceitful, I got in trouble for a big, long-distance bill. <laughs> I was like, but mom, it's 818. We're 818. Why would they have a toll? You know? Yeah. But anyhow, learned my lesson the hard way. Oh, boy. That was a hard way for sure. Anyways, so Julie, who was my closest friend in high school, Irene, childhood best friend that's how we stayed in touch and oh Corey, i loved it i loved sending off a letter putting stickers on it you know the whole nine picking out the stationery and i just remember looking forward to going to the mailbox unlocking it and there would be a letter and i'd run upstairs find my spot open it up and the sound of paper just feeling the paper where their hand was on to write me a special letter meant so much oh wow you're going i'm deep. serious pen pals like that's everything and even now like i have some girlfriends we'll send each other cards you know for encouragement or hey just thinking about you and um it i love it i love it it's one of my favorite things in life that's cool yeah so I have two stories, and I'll make them quick. But one, the first one Why? Is, we don't have a time limit. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to, you know, just blab and blab I about know. me and what, I, what I've done. But what I will say is that the first one was not actually a pen pal, but it was a letter that I wrote personally. And mm. I asked a question. Now, I don't remember the content of that question, but I do know this. I wrote a letter to Ronald Reagan when he was president. Yes. Okay. And he responded to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this showed up in the local newspaper. The letter to you? The, the letter I wrote to him ah, and then okay. his response back to me. And so the cool thing about this is my mom still has this paper. Oh, your mom's good about keeping everything like oh, yeah. that. She yeah. Got, I got receipts, as they yeah. say. <laughs> so that, that was my first situation. Then in the fifth grade, that was in the fourth grade. In the fifth grade... Uh, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Cameron, mm -hmm. set up pen pals in Seoul, Korea. What? Yeah. I don't know if this was, uh, a, a, I don't know what gender this person was. Uh -huh. All I know is that I was writing and they were corresponding back to me. Yeah. And it was very simple, very childlike. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And and I'm just thinking back of all the details. I remember pushing myself to write better because I wanted the penmanship to, to look. You wanted to impress your pen yeah, pal. Yeah, I wanted them to be able to read everything I put mm -hmm. on the paper and, and, and enjoy it and not be going, what is this? <laughs> what does he mean? And especially if, uh, if they did speak, they wrote in English, so I'm sure they spoke English as well. But uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and the... That was fifth grade. Sixth grade, one of the pen pals from another class actually moved to our city and began to go to school. His name was Yoon Kim, and I'll never forget him. He sang everything. No. Everything. And he would just walk around singing. And, and one of his things was, sing a song, sing a song. <laughs> and I was like, what is that from? And it, apparently he heard that on a radio and just always said that so, or sang that. So wow. that was my pen pal experience. I love that. You know, K-pop is a new thing for me right now. Right. And just the fact that Yoon Kim came to America singing, that lets you know how much singing 
is a part of the Korean oh, culture. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. And I don't know what K-pop was like back then, but then I just had an idea like, oh, can you imagine if I was a pen pal um, future state with one of the BTS members and we became friends and then they became popular and I'd have a BTS pen pal who became a friend. Jen. <laughs> oh, yes. <That's> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. It's your dream, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I won't interrupt it. I love that story, Corey. I love <laughs> it. Um, I remember now writing to the president. And I don't know if kids do that now. And I, I think the White House is really good about making sure, you know, there's a response. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Well, when we come back, our topic for the day to add to the art of conversation is... You cannot talk butterfly language with caterpillar people. Yes, I like that. And we briefly touched on that. Just, just you, you kind of threw it out there to see what I would say. Yeah. And, and I responded pretty much in the same way. I really like that title and how that's formulated. So that's going to be interesting to deep uh, dive into. Yeah, really interesting. I'm sure we're going to have different points of view and, and some similarities, but that's a rich uh, quote. And I'm not sure who wrote it. I couldn't find that, but that's not ours. So props to whoever put that out there. Yeah. One of the things too, that we're changing in our format is we're intentionally putting ads in because we work with quite a few entrepreneurs. So we wanted to give them the space and the time to advertise and market what they're about. Well, we are a we are entrepreneurs as well. We are. So we thought there's no shame, nothing wrong with us being the first ad. Absolutely. So I'm excited to play this for you. Hey, Corey with the Shameless Band here. I just wanted to share with you that we have just released our first studio EP. This is special to us because we wrote, produced, played and arranged all of these creations during a time that was difficult for us all, the coronavirus pandemic. If you're hearing this song and it sounds like something you can get into, it's number five on the EP. This EP is sold on over 150 platforms. Yes, all of your favorites as well. You can download it, stream it, even buy it on CD because the Shameless Band wants to get music to your ear the way you want to hear it. I hope you enjoy. This message was sponsored and brought to you by the Genco Sound Code Company. What? Oh, yeah. That, that was pretty legit. You think so? Oh, hubby. <laughs> I tried. And we're not going to elaborate on that, but that is big news. We're going to let that sit with you right now. Oh, yeah. And then I'm sure we're going to play that one more time during this episode. But we want to stay true to our listeners. And we said that when we come back, we're going to talk about that quote. So, Corey, when I shared that with you, what came to your mind after hearing it? So when I heard that saying about butterfly opposed to caterpillar people in the language. When I hear butterfly, I naturally think like a more complex conversation, mm. uh, a more elevated conversation. And, and let me just briefly explain what elevated conversation is. So 
talking about the baseball game that happened last night probably is not a very elevated conversation. Sure. But if you're talking about the next step that you're taking into uh, building your own business, that's going to require a little bit more brain power and a little bit more effort and energy. And so that's why I think uh, butterfly language would be a little bit more complex and elevated. Mm, Okay. I can see that. Um, I can also see how our last episode was about the art of conversation and how there's elevation in just that, right? So whether it be about a baseball game. And so I I could see what you're putting down and I agree. Um, Here, I think the language we're going to define as your sense or your feelings, Mm -hmm. right? So when you have butterfly language, just think of, in my opinion, the way I see this is, the butterfly is that final stage of growth. Mm, Whereas mm -hmm. the caterpillar literally is that first stage of growth. Right. And I know a little bit about this because one of the programs that I oversee at work is called the emerging leaders program. And we use the butterfly and the development or the stages of growth as an example of a leader transforming. Right. Right. So, you know, of course we're, I we're not putting people down as far as, oh, you're in the caterpillar stage. No. Not at all. We've all been there, actually. You don't get to butterfly without being there first. Isn't right. that interesting? What child laughs at a kid crawling when he's walking? You, you're you still in the very beginning yeah. stages of, of development. So there's no laughing here. It's just where you are is where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with a caterpillar, interesting enough, all they do is eat because they're about to go into the pupa stage. Um, that and, is such a funny. <laughs> I, I noticed your face. I'm all, what's wrong? <laughs> what did I say? Even when I was younger and I heard that term, I was just, I think that was probably one of the funniest terms as a child mm. that I ever heard. But continue. I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm thinking because I've heard it said pupa. Either way, it's the chrysalis stage, and in this stage is when they're not eating because they're cocooned. Right. Right? So, of course, they've got to eat. And I just make that equal to, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of time, energy, interest in the things that would have elevated me um, because I was busy eating to survive. Right. You know, I hadn't quite got there. I didn't quite understand that, you know. So anyways, with that being said, when I first heard the quote, the things that came to my mind, which were based on total emotions, which is why I think it's so important that we have the time to process things. Because your initial reaction usually, you know, is exactly that. It's your initial. Right. And then you have time to think. So I just thought, okay, these are people who are in my life that don't, want to understand me they don't care to understand um or they don't listen you know there are people in my life that i might say when i'm having a conversation um they could make you feel like you've said something wrong or you're on the wrong path or they kind of shame you Mm -hmm. um whether it be and I don't want to even sing in word, I'm saying more in action. But anyways, as I've thought about it, a butterfly, butterfly language, for me, very simply, is you have a choice. I have a choice to be wise about what and who I share things with. Right. 
Absolutely. Right. Remembering that not everyone is going to understand my language at the time and it's no fault of their own. Absolutely not. And I, and I appreciate how you frame that simply because there is no put downs here. There's no bad or good position to be in this situation. But what I do notice and what I have noticed is that if you are at one particular stage and you're speaking with someone that's at another stage, it becomes very clear, very quickly that you're got, you are not speaking the same language. And sometimes if you don't adjust, there has been bickering that began to, right. to happen. So it's, it's uh, to your betterment to recognize what stage you're in. So you don't waste time having those simple conversations with a complex um, vernacular or Vice versa. Right, right. And I love how you put that because I think that's really the foundation of this. You said it's neither good nor bad. It just is. It just is. And, you know, some of us have grown up to put things in those categories. Like, this is good Mm -hmm. because you're able to converse with me here. Therefore, you're good. Right. And, ooh, you don't understand me. Ooh, you know, you don't care about what I have to say. Oh, that's bad. Right. That's right. bad. And that's not what this is. It's different stages. So if we were to continue to have relationships with those things in mind, those things in mind, can you imagine how that would change our relationships? Absolutely. It, right? it, it would be monumental to think that if I understand as a, a caterpillar yeah. that the language that's being spoken is butterfly. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm aspiring to be. Sure. Then there's an appreciation for that higher, yeah, uh, elevated, more in-depth conversation, yeah. opposed to being upset about it, and vice versa. Because you know, as a butterfly, if if you're in that state of mind, you're thinking, "Well, I need more butterflies where I am." So this is a person that's you know in that process, right? The key here is just not to get stuck in any position. Exactly. Exactly. And I also think that as a butterfly in that sense, because now butterflies uh, represent transformation, right? right? They're now able to fly. So with that being said, if you fall into that category, you're able to speak a language that a caterpillar can understand for the sake of connection so is that the a sake form of, of being? Go ahead. Is that a form of not forgetting where you came from? Absolutely. Wow. I'm still Jenny from the block. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> said, okay. So I love this because, you know, what? what's language look like for us seriously when we're talking about feelings? I can have a conversation with someone and I, I'm just going to be very forthright. There are things, times where I've had conversations and I'm like, man, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like if this was them, I'd be in full support and, and I'm not getting any from them. Mm. And then you get your feelings all hurt when it's simply they're at a stage in their life where maybe they don't care and that's okay because they're caring about other things right now. Right. Right. Um, they're celebrating or supporting you in the way that fits their lives, that fits this stage. Or even sometimes the best way they know how. 
Yeah. They just simply yes. don't know how to celebrate you the way you want to be celebrated. And that's something that I had to learn. I learned two things from Jen that were very, very valuable. Mm. I can want someone to treat me a certain way, but I can't make them treat me the way I want them to treat me. They're, they're only going to do what they're able to do. That's number one. The, the second really big thing that Jen taught me was know when to dial back. If you're speaking to, and this, this happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If you're speaking to children, you probably don't want to have a butterfly conversation with that child. And I was notorious for saying, oh, they're people. They understand what I'm saying. I can say it any way I want. And, mm-hmm. and it's just not there. So those lessons, those valuable points that Jen brought out to me to help me evolve has made me an even more colorful butterfly. Mm, and my, I like that. my job d- doesn't diminish because I learn more. I, it's not for me to delegate at that point. It's for me to utilize all the tools I have in my tool shed now. I love that. Good stuff. Man, I, I, I didn't think it was going to go there. I thought we were going to stay kind of hovering mm. over it. Um, because one of the things that come to my mind is now it lends itself to the opportunity to be a mentor. And so that's a whole nother topic. And it's so important. So important. Corey, you've mentioned a few times that you have a coach, you know, and we absolutely co-sign for that, whether it be a mentor, a coach, um, I mean, therapy and stuff, that's, of course, if you need that. Yeah. But always someone that you can look up to and someone who um, you can aspire to be like. Yeah. You know, we just read and, you know, we've heard this so many times, but you are the average of the top five to six people you talk with and spend time with. So what does that look like? What does that really look like? And when you look at that for what it's worth, it makes you take stock. It makes you take account of who you've chosen to be around you mm-hmm. and call friend. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. And there were stages in my life where I looked at that and said, I've got some pretty bad people surrounding me. People that desire to do wrong, to, uh, who desire to do bad. If I hang out with guys who thinks it's okay to cheat on their wives, yeah, and not go home and neglect the responsibilities of their home life. Those are not good people. And I've hung out with those people. Like, which, why are you going home? We can be out till three, four o'clock in the morning and have a good time doing what? Obviously something we didn't have anything, any business doing, but it made me take an account of mm-hmm. who I've chosen to be friends. And I had to quickly make a decision. Yeah. So it's interesting that you use the the word bad there. And I'd like to address that for anyone who might be asking, because, you know, we did say it's not about good, bad, putting them in those categories. And the truth is, though, right? Yeah, there is bad. There is, there bad. is, a, is a existing. That's the reality. Thing. So, Corey, how do you differentiate then that this is? Or do you do we say this is caterpillar people or this is just bad news bears. Like, what do you do with that? Well, I'm, I'll be the first to say that in Caterpillar or Butterfly, there's bad and good. But mm. I'm not casting any judgment on these characteristics as far as being a Caterpillar or a Butterfly in language. 
I'm mm-hmm. just simply saying in that particular instance, that was bad. Right. And those were bad attributes to being yeah. pushed towards me. That was up to me to mm-hmm. take them on myself and, and allow myself to morph into that mm-hmm. or say, no, that's not the kind of butterfly I want to be. Right. I would like to be this kind of butterfly and have that kind of language. Mm-hmm. And I like that because you have taken other aspects of whether it be setting boundaries, you know, recognizing what's going to promote your growth or stunt your growth. Cause these are all parts of who we are. And as we grow, these are things that we've got to look out for because I'm just going to say this and then we're going to take a break and then go into the next good thing is that, I think we become as people so sensitive on the receiving and giving end about making sure we're not criticizing, hurting, offending, you know, things like that. And that's bound to happen Mm -hmm. in conversation. You know, like the way we said, um, what would, what would you guys like to see as far as format? What works for one doesn't work for another. What you say to one and they accept it is not going to be that, accepting of another person, right? So all that to say, I have a point here, is <laughs> that um, we just need to be a community where we can speak truth. And again, recognizing that people are at different stages and we all speak a different language. So the importance of finding people in your circle that understand your language and you understand theirs. And that promote growth in your life. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's a good way to sum it up. It is summed. It is summed. Well, we're going to play the ad one more time. And then, Corey, I'd love to come back and just chat with you on, uh, you know, for a few seconds or minutes on um, a couple of pieces, if that's okay, my butterfly. I can talk about that all day long. (laughs) And you guys better stay here with us, please. We're not going to go crazy about it. But um, we are going to talk about it just a bit. So I hope you enjoy this. Corey with the Shameless Band here. I just wanted to share with you that we have just released our first studio EP. This is special to us because we wrote, produced, played, and arranged all of these creations during a time that was difficult for us all the coronavirus pandemic. If you're hearing this song and it sounds like something you can get into, it's number five on the EP. This EP is sold on over 150 platforms. Yes, all of your favorites as well. You can download it, stream it, even buy it on CD because the Shameless Band wants to get music to your ear the way you want to hear it. I hope you enjoy. This message was sponsored and brought to you by the Genco Sound Code Company. is my favorite song on the ep i i know it is i'm not mad about it see here's here's the thing about when you are able to create some things you're not mad about the favorite thing that someone likes that you create you're you're like this is my butterfly language that song speaks to my language right so let it speak and when you guys hear it you'll know why you'll know why I have to put this out there because some people say, yes, awesome. 
first EP that's huge. How many people do you know, musicians, that actually come out with an EP? It's a huge milestone. Never, we will never, ever downplay this moment. Mm -mm. And, oh, yeah. Go go ahead. No, and this is my first one. Um, yes. I've sang on people's EPs. Mm -hmm. I've played on people's EPs. I have worked with some really big musicians and some very talented musicians, some not so popular or named musicians. Mm -hmm. But this is my first time doing this myself, and it feels phenomenal. And it's, it's all out there for the world to poke and probe and say what they yeah. like and what they don't like. And I'm open to all of it. You know, yes. it's, I'm not telling anyone, listen to it and you got to like it all. If sure. you don't like it, you don't like it. That's not what you want to hear. That's not what you want to hear. I'm okay with that. Uh, we all have our own taste. But this is what I will say. And I want to get this out before we get too much deeper. Um the CDs are coming back and that's why we yes. uh, wanted to jump into that realm opposed to just doing a digital platform. It will, it is available on uh, digital platforms, but the CD is what, what was more important to me this time around than anything else, because there's things happening in the industry that's pushing music back to CDs and even cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this, the same feeling that I described when I used to get my letters from my best friends mm. is the same feeling I associate with a CD. Because, yeah, you can digitally stream it. It's convenient. With a CD, though, oh, it, you open up the wrapper, you hear those sounds. And, yeah, I'm going here because it's what brings me joy when I open stuff up. And you open up that CD, and it's so... Um, what's the word, Corey? Nostalgia, pure nostalgia. nostalgia to open up a CD and you see the artwork on the CD itself, on the insert, the back of the CD cover, and it's meaningful. And only on the CD do you get the pictures and the the front cover of the CD. And I'm not just saying, I know you're like, Jen, come on. You're Jenko. Jen, come on. You're Corey's wife. <laughs> but Corey will tell you that when it comes to business, I am critical of what we put out there. And oh, yeah. I'm very honest about what I think about, you know, the stuff. And it's so beautiful. And I recommend get the CD, get a CD player. And as a matter of fact, we're going to give away. We're going to give away. We're going to do a giveaway where we're going to gift something pretty cool. And it consists of having a CD player. Absolutely. Because, yeah, um, that's all I'm going to say. And and the price is, you know, but we're not here to sell. What I am here to say is hit us up for your CD. Um, we've ordered a few hundred just to start it off and i don't want you to miss out on it i think it's gonna be hot so i'm gonna say this Corey. can i say a little something about the cd sure so it's called less is more and i know we're gonna do special interviews so i don't want to give up too much but i just want you guys to hold on to that name less is more and understand that the seven songs you're you're gonna hear are originally written and performed all during covid and one could say, why would you do that during that time? How does that happen? Well, I'm going to tell you, when we've said that music heals, this song will take you through a journey of the stages of grief and of loss. 
And it's so powerful, so powerful when you know that that's the basis of this whole CD. And we all can relate to the stages of grief and loss. We all can relate to how jacked up COVID got us, you know, and to see this come out of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I'd love, I can't wait. I can't wait till people get everything and we get to talk about what was your favorite song. You know, like those are the conversations I'm really excited to have. I'm excited to have the band here and, and talk about all, all of it. All of it. Come on down. Come on down to Elevate Studios. I'm ready. So I wanted to share this uh, portion. Jen had, uh, let me see, I'll say it like this. Okay. Jen helped me to get to a different place with this whole project. And so where I feel great about it and I feel very happy and complete about it, this would not have happened without her and her support in every step of the way. A lot of money was spent, a lot of time, effort, and energy was put into this, and I could not have done it by myself. So I'm thanking her in front of all of you mm-hmm. so that you can know how grateful I am to her for being that support, that backbone, that rib bone that I needed in order to make it to this point in, in the whole process. That means a lot to me. It really does. And to be called your rib bone. <laughs> and what I love about the rib bone analogy is that it's to the side of you, mm-hmm. you know, not uh, above your head, beneath your feet, but distinctly placed. And then the thing about the ribs is that it protects your heart. And so when you've got a passion project like this and you're all in it and your heart is 100% in it, it was my pleasure. It was my honor to support it. I'm not saying that during the whole time I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Um, I just had to remember, man, what it was like, what it still is like to have a passion project and how important support is. Absolutely. So thank you for recognizing that in front of people. That That's that sweet. Did you have any questions or any thoughts you wanted to throw at me uh, while I'm by myself, opposed to when the band is here, so we can get that part out of it out the way. Why? Well, really? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, for the people that are listening with me right now, I'm going to ask. It sounds very selfish, but um, there were a couple of songs, and I know there was one that you said was really inspired by me or your relationship with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking number five, which I really, really love, reminds me of us. And I don't know if that's an you know, if that's the story there or I'm just totally connecting for no reason. Yeah, probably no reason. <laughs> okay. No reason whatsoever. No, I'm playing. I'm totally playing. A uh, couple of songs. Number five definitely was one of those songs. And then also, um, I don't even know the number of this one. I know number five because we listen to it on a regular basis. Yeah. But uh, the Brown Eyed Lover was the other one that was kind of structured around our relationship and, and how I get to act funny and, and silly and, and say quirky things yeah. to you that I probably would never say in public. 
Uh, Those are the things you can do when you have a a way of expressing your creativity. If you do it in painting or in um, dance, you can figure out a way to be quirky and funny and silly. Mine is writing and the words that I choose to use with Jen. And if she ever told some of the stuff I say to her, (laughs) you guys probably would just be like, he says those kind of things. Yeah, I just... (laughs) <laughs> my mind don't think like everybody else's and uh-uh. I know that. So yeah, those were the two that, that were really structured around mm-hmm. our relationship and what, what I feel about mm-hmm. you. I want to say this and connect this this way. Cause you know, we were talking about butterfly language and caterpillar people. Um, the thing about being careful of what you share with other people. I love Corey that you and I have a language that's all our own Mm -hmm. and that we behave and are a certain way when we're at home with one another. And it's not hypocritical. I think we get a lot more goofy at home. We're a lot more free. Um, It's a total no judgment thing. And I think that's pretty sacred, you know, like there are just some things that people don't need to be a part of. And that, has been a challenge because I can be very open book, especially, you know, with a podcast and the things that we do as um, our business, right? Cause it's people business. And so uh, I love that there's hidden language in the songs. It makes it feel, you know, more special, but um, I don't know, Corey, I want to ask you so many questions, but I think it's like bit more band focused, you gotcha. know, because you guys have done this together. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. And I only ask that because we're talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you know, people wanted to hear just a little bit of what's to come, uh, that's a segue into it. Well, I think that's a really important topic actually. So, you know, we're introducing, the EP we've been talking about, it's here in its physical form. So for people who want to um, get it on, I think you said, what, 150? 150 platforms, yeah. Jeez, I didn't even know that there were that many. Well, I signed up with uh, CD Baby. Okay. And CD Baby has no holes barred on how they uh, distribute your music or your content whether you're a musician or even a, a writer, which mm-hmm. I am going to re-release my children's book, but we'll talk about that in another okay. time. Um, with this particular project, um, it's just important to be able to be acquired on every level possible. Wow. And so I, I that's why I did it uh, through that particular uh, avenue. Um, also with the CDs, if you're interested in buying or purchasing a, a CD, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, shamelessband095. Just send me a, a message and we'll make that happen and we'll get, you know, as much content as, uh, to you as possible. We're going to do some giveaways. We got t-shirts, we got wristbands, we got the EP. Um, we even got stickers for the kiddos. So if, you, if you're listening and you're like, man, I really don't have money to to dedicate to that right now that money could be used to go to gas or food yeah no worries we're going to be doing some giveaways it won't we won't be able to give away a whole bunch of stuff because like i said we, we are trying to make money because we spent a lot of money trying to get this thing done sure but um we want to be able to give a couple of people some uh yeah some love i think that's one of our biggest joys being able to give you know, and then when we receive, we're just as grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I was just thinking, Corey, about the future business, and I know we're not going to give up too much. And actually, something came to my mind that we have not solidly talked about. But I'm just thinking about, uh, I was on Spotify for one of the people that we worked with, with in youth, right? Mm -hmm. And so music was always a big part of what we did with youth. I mean, I don't, there was never not a time where it wasn't linked to music, writing, you know, doing productions, dance, even we even <laughs> went into that stuff. Um, Cause that's just stuff we are excited about and absolutely love. And so kids that we've worked with who are now young adults are creating music on Spotify, have full albums out, are doing indie type stuff. You know, I mean, it's, phenomenal it is and so to think that we may have the opportunity to give back to youth like that you know and we were talking about mentorship this stuff is not on accident people right now are probably like oh my god jen what are you talking about this is how i think when we have a topic like caterpillar and butterfly and we bring up words like mentor and we talk about what you are doing now and the fact that you wrote a children's book and it leads to the lives that you've impacted musically and where those lives are now today. It's a formula that works. It's a passion that is just who you are. So sky's the limit. And it's full circle. Yeah. And so the reward and the payment is continuous and it's yeah. forever. It mm. never stops giving. Yeah. When, you, when, when you complete that circle, it just keeps mm. going around and around mm-hmm. and around. And there is your legacy. Yes. Yes. And I want to say this about legacy. If anyone were to ask me, what is my legacy? My legacy truly is to love and to be about people and connect and just to promote growth and development. You know, that is truly my legacy. And however that looks is how it looks. Because I don't want to be limited to what I say it's supposed to be. I'm open to how it's going to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, man, this was good. This was good. And I hope that caterpillars, butterflies, we're all speaking the same language right Even now. Even if you're just That's a worm really right important. Now. A worm? They don't oh. go into worm status. Oh, no. That is not part of the stages of a butterfly. Okay, never mind. And please don't ask me what it is because <laughs> I know it's caterpillar pupa. <laughs> Oh, did you know this? Oh, I'm just going to say it. When they get out of the pupa stage, you know how they don't eat mm-hmm. for that long? When they get out, they literally eat their own cocoon. Yeah, I did know that. You, you remember that? Yes. Mm. For some strange reason, I remember that video from elementary school that I seen about the whole caterpillar butterfly and all the stages. Yeah. yeah very cool. Very neat. Very neat. So... I don't want to do this so we're conscious of time kind of thing, but I just want to say if you guys prefer the shorter episodes, would love to hear from you. Love to. We'd love to hear from you about your thoughts. It's so important because right now it feels kind of one way unless you work with us or see us or you you email me. I know what your, your feedback is, um, but we are working on that's the next stage is how can we make this more two-way communication and live And we're open for it. We are so open for it because we are open to the fact that we will not always agree that. And we know for sure we're definitely not right on on our things. It's just our opinion and where we're at with our growth. Yeah. Always open to learn. 
Well, you know us. It take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.